And we're live with Paranormal Dash Spirits. This is where we come to get our booze on. We talk about the booze, those things that go bump in the night. And I get to do this with all my booze. I'm Mike Black. It's my wife, Alyssa Black. Hello. My best friend, John Burkett. Hola. And we, <laughs> we have all had paranormal experiences, and we all like to drink. Responsibly. Of course, responsibly. <laughs> and tonight, Alyssa's going to take you on this tale of uh, the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs. And this is like... It's in Arkansas, by the way. Yeah, it's like one of the most haunted hotels in the world, <laughs> at least in America. And everybody's been there. I mean, Taps has been there. And that's where they got the guy with the... They thought it was like a one on his arm, and it turned out it was a reflection off the locker, but it was actually uh, a full-figured uh, ghost there. And uh, I mean, everybody's been there. To do it. I've been there, actually. I really adore the Crescent. I, lo I love the Crescent. It's spooky. It's but It's fun. Before we do that, let's talk about all the places that folks can come to see us on the interwebs. And so, of course, here on the podcast, Paranormal Dash Spirits. And where else do we got? Talk to me. We got the YouTubes. 3B Paranormal Spirits, no dash. Okay. We got... Tweeters. We, you got the got Twitter. Twitter. MWBlack196. MWBlack1966. We got Instagram. I noticed that got changed. It, it did get changed. Where is it? Paranormal Dash Spirits? It mm -hmm. is Paranormal Dash Spirits now. We have Booze with Benefits on Facebook. Booze with Benefits on Facebook. Fan what else we club. got? We got. You can listen to any place you listen to all your podcasts. Uh, there's the Chinese mm -hmm. Spy app. What's the, that? The TikToks. The TikToks. Oh, yeah, we do have a TikTok. And it's also uh, Paranormal underscore Dash underscore Spirits. That's a lot. <laughs> Say that, that ten lot. times fast. It is a lot. <clears throat> but we have... Uh, also, if you go to our website at paranormal-spirits.com, you can check out everything that we talk about there. And we've got all kinds of stuff about our what's going on with us and, and the podcast. And there's also a link there to Boozy's Boutique where you can pick up any of this cool swag like the dad cap and john's cap that he has there and we got uh but not these plastic not the these glass. are these are piece uniques <laughs> yeah those that's 3d art <laughs> printing are, pens yeah. that adeline thought was so much fun to make for her birthday those were made by my uh daughter so we said that we'd put them in the show for her so she could show them off uh but there's you get caps and shirts and coffee mugs and uh, coffee cups, uh, there's water bottles, there's, you got a Boozy's Koozie on there. Uh, what? There's a Koozie now? There's a Koozie now. Boozy's Koozie. I'm the, I'm the Koozie man. The <laughs> well, I'll have man. to get you a Koozie. The Kooz King. Wait a minute. Come here. <laughs> Careful, John. Careful. <laughs> oh. I will not have a, a, a canned beverage. Without a koozie. without a koozie on it, period. Really? Is it? Is it a I thing? mean, at home I have the Yeti, you know, the the aluminum things you put the uh -huh. can in. Screw it. I have the brewmates. That's my fave. Okay, so um, as we start off every show with a, a drink of the night, B O O Z E. 
What are we drinking tonight? That's tequila. Siete leguas. Siete leguas. So what is a leguas? A legua is a league. It's a measure of seven leagues. Seven leagues. It's it means seven leagues. Eight point one miles is what a league is. Oh, I did not know that. I figured you would ask. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know. But I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you named after General Pancho Villa's horse, El Siete Leguas. He got that name because he was always riding the general. That's like the average distance between towns in Mexico, apparently. He was riding the general? Legs. No, no, the general, the general was, was riding him. You said he was riding the general. He did have, say that. Yeah, there's not a sip been taken out of that bottle, by the way. Mm. I did sniff it. It just smelled good. You look at the little <clears throat> agave plants on the outside. How cute is that? Yeah. I love a good make sure cute I, bottle. Oh, it's even got a measuring sure part to it, doesn't it? Yeah, we don't need all that. I oh, know it doesn't. That's nah, a, it's that's just a free. Rate. That's a free flower. Free flower. You can limit mine, dear. I don't. This is aged in American white oak barrels for eight months. I'm pacing myself. Are you? You're pacing yourself. Pacing myself. <laughs> okay. That Brooklotic did a number on me this last time. Oh man, that Brooklotic. That dude. hundred proof really kicked me. We'd have yep. to get a bottle of that. Small uh, one. You have another small one. Jack, oh, Jack small Daniel's one? Uh, single mm-hmm. barrel. Barrel strength that I have is like 130 proof. Well, you that bricklotic, it was so. <laughs> it was good, but woof. It was. It was. It's very good. Mm-hmm. And the bottleful, the bottle was beautiful. The bottleful was. The bottleful was. <laughs> Man, you're sober. What? I know. Wait, like get to drinking. What's gonna happen then? <laughs> so, no, the bottle was is beautiful and great flavor and all that. But man, that thing kicked me in the back of the head it was so strong chris i think i had three glasses that night did i not yeah yeah but y'all usually drink i drink two something that quite that strong no what is this 80 so this is 80 yeah 40 yeah. percent. Yeah. so john tell us about siete legos you know anything about it is this the añejo is this what is this this is the reposado reposado so this is eight months aged okay in white oak barrels what's uh, the price point on this this is 61 dollars that was so a, that's a good, that, that was in Little Rock at Colonial, which was so where I got the Brooklotic. So with that price for a seven fifty <clears throat> of a Reposado, I'm expecting this is gonna this should be pretty good. Considering the prohibitive cost of almost hundred dollars for the Añejo. Wow, that is it smells good. Yeah, that is it smells a gave like forward mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Eight months American right. oak. They've got an eight-year. You can version. smell the oak in it. Yep, you can. Okay, so works on the nose. Let's see what it does on the, the cilantro. cilantro. That's good. It's not as sweet as I was going to think it was. I thought it's no, sharper. No, there's no, there's nothing added to that. That's why. It's sharper than I thought. I really like that. That's good. It's got a few little scorpion stings, but just. Just a little bit. I got a little vanilla right up front. Yep. With the agave. Mm-hmm. But there's no added flavors in this like some of the That's really good. Really I'm down like with that. that. Now that now that you've actually tasted it, let's see what they say. Okay. Because I got uh, I, I got a little of, vanilla and agave. And that's kind of Oh, actually what it says is interesting. Yeah, it says uh, the flavor of cooked agave in harmony with the freshness of herbal flavors such as spearmint mint 
chamomile and citrus notes such as grapefruit and lime paired with sweet very light flavors coming from the barrels such as caramel vanilla and some dried fruits in parentheses raisins and prunes the aftertaste is persistent without losing flavor long after having tasted the tequila making the presence of the fruit flavor and the sweet notes of wood caramel and vanilla more marked without losing the flavor of the cooked agave and in case you didn't know on their website it says note aftertaste is the lingering mosaic of flavors that remain after sipping tequila <laughs> okay so this is what i got out of it they have a really good marketing department they do yes, they, do. <laughs> they got rolex so, level marketing here. right so uh on initial blush the first taste i get what so about it's very smell let's go with smell okay. first i'm gonna tell you what the what the website says the smell is okay so i smell the agave it smells like agave like cooked yeah, agave that, it I smells like cooked agave oak. okay now wait here's, let me tell you what no, the i i want to i want to do mine you asked me mm. my nose and i have the biggest one in the bunch so mm. i should be able to smell but i have the most keen that's probably true. <laughs> well, no, that is absolutely true. You can. can't smell much. You can smell a flea fart from 50 yards away. Yeah, well, you couldn't <laughs> smell the house on fire. So there you are. So I smell I smell the cooked agave very first thing. Mm. On tasting it, I d- very definitely taste the agave. I get some vanilla. But that lingering taste that they talk about, I get oak. Same. I, get, I taste the barrel. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Aroma. Mm-hmm. Cooked agave. Toasted oak. That's kind of what I said. Wait for it. Sweet potato. And baked apples. No. 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 Okay. Well, palate. <laughs> palate. Slightly spicy and sweet. Well-balanced blend of cooked agave. Herbal qualities, as you say. And fresh citrus notes. Finish. Full of agave flavor with oak spice on the finish. Ooh, oak. Yes, on the finish. It smells and it tastes of oak, which mm-hmm. I like. I don't mind that. No, I like yeah. that. I mean, I'm an ixnay on the sweet potato and the baked apples. Yeah, yeah I didn't either. smell that. Plus, on the vanilla though, it doesn't say that, but I taste it, smell it, all the things. I tasted at the the first sip, vanilla and agave. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not getting all that other stuff, but I don't. I, have, I don't. Did you get oak? Yeah, I mean, I can I can kind of taste that. I got some oak on the boozy meter. I'm going <clears> to <throat> give it a solid four. So. What, how, how high does that meter go? Oh, it only goes to five, okay. so that's pretty good. I was good. fixing to say, because oh, that's, like, is this a that's 10? really good. Because if it's a 10, no, that's it's, not a four. It only goes to five. <laughs> when did we have the boozy meter? That's a new thing. Well, you gotta obviously, inform you the haven't rest looked at your own website lately, because if you'll look at any of the... Oh, the okay. The, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen so, that, but we've never talked about it. That's what I mean. You've never yeah. rated one we've on the podcast. We've never said that before. If you go, if you go to no, I've never said that okay, on the podcast. Let's just acknowledge you've never said it on I've, the podcast. I acknowledge that I never said that on the podcast. Okay. But if you go to the website, it's on there. I where know. all the liquor blogs are, yes, and it's liquor on there. reviews, it'll rate it at like three point five, four point five, five. I don't think anything's got a five yet. But this is what we haven't done, Classe. Okay, Classe <laughs> has. I mean, there's absolutely artificial flavors. John, it's There good. is some vanilla added to that. It's delicious. <laughs> it is unicorn tears. This is getting the vanilla from the wood. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So. Are we ready? We've done. Are we booze, ready for BWS? So this is BWS time. Okay. The Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Mm-mm-mm. It's been there a long time. Long, long time. I'm going to give you a quick, very quick. 
um, history lesson on Eureka Springs and how it got its name. In 1879, Eureka Springs was named for the healing waters from from more than 60 springs around Eureka's downtown area. This is in Arkansas, if I didn't say this. Northern Arkansas. It was claimed to heal baldness. Oh, man. See, I've never been. You were born 100 years too late. (laughs) It's also (laughs) female troubles, hay fever... Female troubles. Female troubles. Exactly Listen, you know, this is mean? during the time of his, hysteria because of, you know, ago. uteruses. Does, does that so mean you have girl problems and this will help They literally it, just like, touched on it with female troubles. Female troubles. So is that... I'm going to go with the hysteria because this is back in the day of, you know, the uterus in medical Latin terms is hist. That's how you get like a hysterectomy. Well, I know that hysterectomy and, and hysteria, the word hysteria comes mm-hmm. from that because of the way Do that women acted. you know how acted. some doctors just treat that hysteria? Yes, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> they can go look it up. Yes. Thank you, John. Google that. <laughs> um, hay fever and then later cancer. We'll get to that in a bit. So, But women Medical troubles. Device. Let's go back to, is it female troubles or women it troubles? It says female. Female Actually troubles. female. So is that like they're having Heavy issues flow. or... Is it literally, your girlfriend found out about your wife? Or your wife so you, so what? You drown them in the springs? I guess. I don't, I'm sure I'm that probably happened, know. but they didn't. Here, drink this; it'll solve all your problems. It didn't actually say. It just 99 said. problems. Yes, but that bitch ain't one. <laughs> uh, okay, hay fever and later cancer. Oh, I need to get some hay fever and the baldness. Yes, you get together. Um, so. The railroad was coming in at the time. Listen, this is my blank, my shawl. It is cold in here, y'all. Okay. Okay. Babushka. <laughs> okay. So this is um, during the time the railroad um, came in to Eureka around this era. And Midwest businessmen saw an opportunity to make money from the rich clientele that was on the railroad. So they decided to build a hotel. With this... Um, I guess you would call it a business, like, what do you call it? A motto or an an idea Mm -hmm. was... Mission. Mission statement. Yes, that it was um, for those afflicted and suffering, as well as the wealthy looking for a vacation. (laughs) Those two things don't often mix. (laughs) That was what Eureka Springs was said to be. So, the Crescent Hotel... It was first opened May 20th of 1886 as the Crescent Hotel and Spa. It was built for $294,000. That's a lot of money back then. It was a lot of money back then. It's 47 acres built with magnesium limestone from the White River, which specialists brought from Ireland to assist and advise in construction due to the density of the stone. So the stone, they brought in specialists from Ireland to assist in advising construction because it was so hard to deal with. It has the stone didn't come from Ireland. No, it came no, to the right local. Right, yes. There. It's 18-inch thick walls with mortar were said to withstand weather and maintain beauty. It's five stories, fireproof-ish. You'll hear about that in a minute. Ish. <laughs> and it was heated by steam through open grates in the floor. And it had a wearing, warring sewage system, which was new for that time. And it has 68 rooms. What year was it? 1886. Is that the show? What's the show date? 1883. My bad. So it operated as a hotel until 1920 when it was leased to the Frisco Railroad for five years. But due to slow business in the winter, the Crescent College opened after that. So from 19... 
So that was for five years, the Frisco Railroad had it. And then in 1908 to 1934, it was the Crescent College for Young Women. Only Women's College. There was um, a few politicians that actually went to this college and became um, members of like the the government in Arkansas and some other famous people. I forgot who it was I told you about. Mm -hmm. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. It's It's current governor. It's a joke. In 1937 to 1939 is where it is believed that a lot of the paranormal things still seen originate from. And that was when Norman Baker founded the Baker Institute. Mm. Um, Or I'm sorry, he created the Baker Cancer Clinic in Eureka Springs in the Crescent Hotel. He made renovations to it to include a morgue, an incinerator that he later burned bodies in, painted the walls a lavender color, and then he made an escape route with a hidden staircase from his first floor office that had a six-sided desk, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, Yeah, we went there and the desk, it, it wraps literally wraps around it's like a looks like the drum set from some rush or something you know it's just completely (laughs) yeah it just wraps completely around so i'll go into the history of further history but what i need to do is tell you about norman baker so because norman baker though he only had the hotel for two years he was a scoundrel so snake oil salesman snake oil salesman originally yes and then continues on at the, at, at the Crescent. So his, here's his history. Norman Baker was the founder of the Baker Institute in Muscatine, Iowa. Is it Tyne or Teen? Teen? Cool. Depends on where you're from. And he spoke out against big business and stated that organized medicine was corrupt <clears throat> and not to be trusted. He owned a radio station and spoke out against, um, he spoke out against the medicine world and the business world via the radio. He always said that he was doing a civic duty by doing this. In 19, so he had the radio station. In 1914, he came up with a new kind of organ called organ, as in playing organ, not oh, okay. organ well, as in body. Human organ. Yeah, called an air calliophone, <clears throat> and he sold the first one for five hundred dollars, which in 1914 was just under ten thousand dollars. And at the height of his business, he made two hundred thousand dollars a year, or over Jeez. six million dollars today. That's how he started all of his money, so he could make all of these um, cancer institutes. So I can tell you, that's what I was. In 1920, he started an art school called the Tangley School, where he admitted, where he admittedly could not draw, but made $1.1 million in today's money in three years teaching others how to draw, Jeez. but he couldn't draw. Those who can do and those who I can't got, I gotta teach or critique. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So he owned a radio he station, was. so then he creates this music, air calliophone, and then he teaches people how to draw. In 1929, he stated he had the cure for cancer. Um, and his elixir was said to be a mix of watermelon seeds, brown corn silk, cloverleaf tea with alcohol, glycerin, peppermint, and carbolic acid. Uh, that makes total sense. And although his test patients died, all of his test patients died within <laughs> seven months, he continued to print in magazines that he had saved them all. And by, um, by 19... By the end of 1930, he had made $444,000, which is $4.8 million today from cancer sufferers. Hmm. 
1930, the American Medical Association attempted to discredit him and eventually was able to convince the Federal Radio Commission to refuse to renew his radio license. He then fled to Mexico to escape the arrest warrant by practicing medicine without a license and opened a cancer hospital and another radio station in Mexico. Spanish language? No, English. So... In 1937, they said he could not stay away. He liked the attention that he received, so he returned to Iowa. He served one day in jail for practicing medicine without a license. He bid for the Senate seat he lost, so he moved to Arkansas to the Crescent, where he, where he was said to be making $500,000 a year for the two years that is he like, was there. That's what, like $10 million a year now. That's so yes. huge. Something huge, yes. In 1939, which is the time that the Baker um, Cancer Institute in Eureka closed, he was charged with mail fraud for placing seven letters in the mail advertising his services. He was found guilty on approximately $4 million. He was defrauding. He was found to have defrauded cancer sufferers by $4 million. And that the ones that took his treatment, it it actually hastened their death. It didn't help them. So um, I'm not sure what's, I didn't remember what all was in that mixture, but I don't see how it would hasten it. No, I'll tell you about what he did like in a little bit. Um, but <clears throat> that was just to tell you, they found him guilty. He got, he was, he stopped at the Crescent because he was found guilty of mail fraud. It wasn't that he was trying to cure people without, with this watermelon seed mixture. It was that he committed mail fraud by advertising he was curing cancer and wasn't because people were sending him money. Mm-hmm. to save his so the whole story was he said you come to eureka springs i will heal you from cancer from the springs this water from the springs and then my elixir and it was said that he kept people in rooms would inject them with these which it's so archaic but the metal needles mm-hmm. and the glass yeah you know vials and there were reports of patients that they would just stick them with it and that it burned horribly when it went in and it took about one and a half to two minutes to, to put in and that they would slowly inject it and they would just scream continuously as they injected it. I've been really, really quiet, but he was a horrible, horrible person. And I've done a, quite a bit of research on him throughout the years. And and there, actually, if you go to our uh, YouTube channel, 3B Paranormal Spirits, there's videos about the Crescent and Dr. Baker and all that and using that term term loosely but he would have patients that uh, were going to die for sure he would move them to another wing at the hospital so they wouldn't see it no they wouldn't hear them so no one else so none of the other patients would hear them and since they were going to die anyway there was no need to waste any money on medication for them so he ceased all medication to include their pain meds but in the meantime, he's sending their loved ones letters in the mail telling them your, your uh, and he would have them write letters like these to their families talking about how good they were feeling and how much they were improving and then saying, but we need further money so that I can continue to get this treatment. He would have them write it in their own handwriting and sign it and then he'd send it to the family and then they'd send him back money for continued treatment that he wasn't giving to these people. They had he had him in another wing, and, and some they've proved that some of the people he wrote to the people are already dead, mm-hmm. but he was writing their family members' letters. He then burned them in the said incinerator. He kept him in the morgue in a meat locker so, in the morgue, and then burned them in the incinerator. Yeah, one of the things he would do, he would mail out um, if someone passed because back then it was everything was by rail. You know, it was fastest mm-hmm. form of travel, 
and he would send letters to the family hey you know i know it's really expensive and you know it'll take a while to get the body there so it's not gonna be in the best shape when you get ready to bury him right but we have this beautiful cemetery on uh, the facility on the grounds and we we can there's enter no them cemetery here. There, there is not <laughs> and but we'll we'll take care of it here for you for a fee of course and of course you know they'd send the money to him and, and they would not be interred on the grounds in the beautiful cemetery because there wasn't one. He would just throw them in the incinerator. And when he finally got busted for mail fraud and was taken away, um, I, the townspeople, I'm not taking some of your story here. Okay. The townspeople came up and dismantled this incinerator within two days because the, this particular a hotel is at the top of a mountain so the the smoke would waft down the side of the mountain so Jesus. as he's burning these bodies it would the whole town would smell it's a beautiful it, it's mm. really a beautiful hotel it is and it's in a great area <laughs> and they built it where they did so that you could see it like so it overlooked everything killer. but oh yeah he's an absolute serial killer but the you know the mm. travesty is he got fined four thousand dollars i've already told you how much money he made he only got fined $4,000. He did have to serve four years in Levensworth, but I mean, you know. But when he got out, he lived comfortably in Florida until his death of liver cirrhosis in 1958. He was a bit of a drinker, huh? Apparently. <coughs> yes. So, needless to say, there was always this rumor that he actually had died of cancer, which would have been the ultimate karma, but he didn't. Cirrhosis is pretty bad, though. Well, I mean, it is, but I'm saying because of what he did to these people. Because right, it wasn't exactly. just in Eureka that he did the cancer clinics. It was in Mexico. It was in Iowa. I mean, it was I mean, it was awful. He even said that he could cure cancer, and what they did was they took this man in the middle of, like, town, in a town square, and proceeded to, as they told people, cut his head, his brain open while he was alive, put this elixir on his brain, and they showed how he magically healed. <gasps> this man had some sort of skin... Uh, disease of his head so it wasn't his skull it wasn't his brain it was this strange like tissue that grew no yes outside his head and they put it on him it didn't heal him it didn't heal anybody it never did obviously what is watermelon seeds brown corn silk clover leaf tea with alcohol glycerin peppermint and carbolic acid really going to heal maybe the gargoyles but that's about it <laughs> <laughs> it just pour it on and it burns <laughs> Um, you got to freeze those off. <laughs> yeah. Are you making some? Y'all got a watermelon over here in the chair. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know we were planning on making our own. <laughs> Cancer elixir. Cancer elixir. Um, so there's been, there's a lot of ghosty tales that relate to this being a time of a hospital. Um, and I'll get to those, but that includes like gurneys going down the hallways that it smells like antiseptic which is very much like the emily morgan reported um so then in 1946 so that shut down in 1939 and it stood vacant and uh 1946 um the hotel had new renovations under four new owners and had travel packages in conjunction with the frisco railroad so that stayed open for 30 years and in 1967 fire claimed the penthouse and most of the fourth floor due to bad wiring like i said it said it was fireproof Mm -hmm. not so much but that was made out of wood i think 19 so it changed hands four times between 1970 and 1985 but in 1972 is when the paranormal reports started the current owners the ronicks 
They purchased the Crescent and the Basin Park Hotel, which is another haunted hotel that's in Eureka Springs. They purchased it in 1997. And then their goal was from 2000 to 2020, they had it, it was going to be the second golden age of the Crescent. They restored the old hotel by updating rooms, refurbishing the conservatory and the penthouse. They created the New Moon Spa, which is downstairs, that it used to be um, a bowling alley when it was the original um, hotel. They actually had bowling alleys, yes. They created the Sky Bar Lounge with award-winning pizza and a bar that has the wonderful view of the Ozarks, and it's on the top floor. What's the name of the bar? Sky Bar Lounge. I thought it was something else. Dr. Baker's Lounge? It used to be, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah, it was. was. Dr. Baker's Lounge, (laughs) because we went there. Yeah. So, one of the reasons why they say that it is the paranormal energy is there is because it says limestone, which it's made out of, has a special ability to absorb and release electromagnetic and psychic energies. Stone tape theory, they call it. Is that what it is? Which may Mm -hmm. lend to its abundance of paranormal activity. There is said to be an area on the third floor where the annex connects to the hotel, which it was built when it was a hospital, that is a portal to the other side. People are said to grow faint when they pass this area at the same spot during the ghost tours at night, and it happens in spurts. So they'll have people that have it repeatedly for weeks, and then it'll go away for months. So, But they say that it's related to the, because of the limestone that's able to absorb that. So one of the fun facts that happened since we've actually been there was on February 5th of 2019, there was an archaeological dig that found 500 bottles of Baker's secret formula and medicinal specimens that had been surgically removed from patients. There was a blade, a blade of a bone saw, pharmacy mixing tools like glass measuring spoon, reels of 16 millimeter fil- film of oh. his promotional films, and they're now on display in the morgue in the basement of the hotel. I saw this on Ghost Adventures. You probably did. Yeah. It, they, um, they were said to have conducted autopsies and post-mortem surgeries with original autopsy table and walk-in cooler, and the wheelchair is also from that era. It's in the morgue. Since they've placed said bottles, there's been an increase in activity, including cold spots and touches in the morgue, uh, since this find by the woman that leads the ghost tours to include a dark figure. So the woman, there's a, most of the stories I'm going to read about are hers because she's there all the time leading these ghost tours. But she said she saw a dark figure down there that m- more people are being re- are reporting that they've been touched, that they see more things. But you know, when you have 500 bottles of this man's, like literally they still had pieces of skin, like lesions that they had supposedly removed and kept in these bottles. Yeah, because Zach and the gang... Never did the Crescent until this last season. Okay. And, and yeah, they, those were all there. Like, yeah, they're like they stacked sh- in mm-hmm. these like racks. And yeah. We haven't been there to see that. I didn't even know it had happened until I started doing the research. Yeah, the latest season of Ghost Adventures. It, they finally get around to the Crescent. Hotel. How could Just, they in not Season have, 17. How could they not have gone to the Crescent all this time? I mean, it's been there since 1886. I mean, come on now. And it's like... Every, everybody knows. It's like a mecca for mm-hmm. ghost hunters, you know. It's one of those places you have to go. Well, it's so neat because there's the conservatory which you have. It's very like, and it, it looks out onto the gardens. And that's where, this is a huge place for weddings. Like, there's so many weddings. Which, if people don't know this, Eureka Springs in weddings, it's only second to Las Vegas for the amount of weddings that are held yeah, in this town. in the nation. Thorn Crown Chapel, that's where you're in it. To that's include us, married. yes. Yeah, we got, got married, married at Thorn Crown. <clears throat> Beautiful. Must go there. Not mm-hmm. haunted, oh, as yeah. far as I can tell. Absolutely but gorgeous. It's gorgeous. But we did, I did take bridal pictures, actually, at the Crescent, and we went back and took family pictures there, too. It's a beautiful place. Great backdrop. 
but it's been so many things like the women's hotel and there's rumors that a, a girl jumped off the balcony and the what you actually what used to be the front of the hot of the hotel is now the back and the what used to be the back is now the front so she jumped off the front which is now the back and they say to, that you see her that people have seen her or heard her but apparently it's just a rumor that no one actually proved she did she yeah, did every that. haunted hotel it's somebody that jumped so, off yeah off something i actually when you when you told me you were going to do the crescent i started doing some more research on the crescent and you know just for i saw those and she there was evidently the the girl that I think it was a teacher from the what we had heard when we went there for a tour that one of the the instructors or professor or teacher or whatever got the girl pregnant and then she you know he wasn't going to do right by her so she was going to off herself so she jumped from the third or third floor I guess which now it's the back of the hotel story is that people working there at night or guests have seen a body fall they've heard something hit out there in the middle of the night um but when i went back in um trying to find something uh to validate the fact that this actually happened there's there's no record of any suicide there so not a suicide but there is a record of a ghost bride that according to legend a young bride-to-be fell to her death from one of the upper floors of the crescent hotel on her wedding day Mm. Visitors claim to have seen a ghostly figure in a wedding gown roaming the halls, believed to be the spirit of the tragic bride. This so, is the one that somebody got a picture of on this staircase, right? I've seen a photograph. Um, yes, there is a photograph. I, I a yes, there. so I mean, there's one. Like... Yeah. So um, I'll tell some of those stories, but one of the main, the famed tales. First, you have Morris the cat. Morris like, the cat. Cat. From See? the cat food ads? Yeah, Nine Lives? Yes, yeah. He, that was his name. He was an orange tabby, and he came to mm-hmm. reside at the Crescent in 1973 and lived there for 21 years. He was buried at the ho- He is buried at the hotel. People have said that when they sit by his portrait in the lobby, they can feel a cat rub against their legs, and several paranormal investigators have reported catching purrs on EVP. He was a finicky eater, too. Yes, that's what they say. <laughs> Another thing. A lot of people will only have in the commercial. <laughs> no idea what we're talking about. If you're under forty years old, right. no clue. Um, <clears throat> another fame tale, which this is the number one. This is the one that I have heard on all the tours I've gone on, and how many times I've, when we've gone there, I've heard about it. And that's Michael's room, which is room two eighteen, where Michael, an Irish stonesman, stone stonesman, stonemason fell to his death when building the hotel. And this is where he's known to hang out. He creates disturbances. People go in there. He locks the door, won't open the door. They see him in their bathroom. He lays on the bed. Have y'all ever stayed in Michael's room? Or I have never actually stayed at the Crescent. Mike has, but I haven't. I'm too yeah. scared. <laughs> I will be honest, I'm too scared. Um, one of the other ones, Theodora, a cancer patient, is known to be seen fumbling for her keys outside room 419, as well as tidying up for guests when they leave the room. That's 419. That's Theodora's room. Brecky, a four-year-old child of Richard and Mary Breckenridge Thompson, who died in the hotel due to complications from appendicitis. He's mm. been seen throughout the hotel, often bouncing a ball. He usually bounces the ball da- uh, down the hallways. Um, Dr. John Fremont Ellis, the hotel's in-house doctor circa the late 19th century, is most often seen or his cherry pipe tobacco is smelled near his office, which is now room 212. I was on a ghost tour, and I smelled the cherry pipe tobacco when outside room 212. 
Now, people have said, I'm sure they just piped that shit in. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> listen, this is, I mean, this I mean, somebody literally piped that shit. Yeah. Once a night, once a day and smoke a bowl of that and it's going <laughs> to smell like it all day. Well, the thing is, is that you can rent out 212 and this is an 1886. Yes, it's been re, re um, modeled, but it. This is not a place you just stick crap in the vents and it's going to come out right above this room. Like, it, it's not... This is old. Like, the carpet is old. Like, it feels very old. What's really scary is when you stand... It's got five floors, but if you stand at the top on the circular staircase, it's the kind that you can look straight down to the bottom. Like, there is nothing... that They don't have any wall... They don't have anything up to prevent you from falling. From falling. And people have fallen to their death there. They've literally leaned over the banister and fallen. I gotta oh, yeah. go. I gotta go this Even way. Even in modern times, as much time as I spend in Arkansas, I've never been to Eureka. I, yeah, you I need can't. to go to Eureka. I mean, it, it is, me it is so like happy. three and a half hours from Little Rock. I mean, from yeah, it's not. My it's not close to here either because there's there's people but here it's that only like an hour from Branson. It's right up there, close. I mean, I've been to Branson once. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm not going back. What's the problem when you live here in East Texas? People go to you know hot springs and stuff, and it's like three, four hours. Even Little Rock, but Eureka is another eight. Hours. But, it's eight hours. Yeah, it's, it's more. eight hours. Yeah, it's, mean, a it's solid. Yeah, that's what I say. It's solid. another four hours from yes. from hot spring, from Little Rock. But, but it's a hundred percent worth a four been to day Fayetteville. weekend. Fayetteville's three and a half hours from Little Rock. The fall is the best. It's wonderful. Um, so I was going to so talking about the stairwell, Mike. I'll I sent you a picture that you can post on the when we do this podcast, but um, this lady took a picture looking down the stairwell from the fourth floor. There was nobody there when she took the picture. And she said, I can't explain what appears to be a white dress on the staircase. When you look down at the picture, like about five o'clock, there's what you can see like a dark head and then a outline of what seems to be a dress and it looks like an actual woman I've seen that yeah line. standing there and she said it was not there when I took the picture so um they one that I thought was really interesting was from 2015 this lady was taking a ghost tour and she said I was very skeptical but thought seeing the hotel would be fun even if we experienced nothing at one stop on the tour our wonderful guide was telling us how cold water how cold and water are often present when spirits are around. Some construction and painting was being done, and we noticed an electrical extension cord wrapped around a metal pipe on one corner. Our group moved on, but we were at the back of the group and the last to leave the spot. I touched the pipe, and it was actually wet. I was alarmed that the cord was on the wet pipe. When the tour was over, we reported the potential hazard to the desk. An employee came with us. He, we took him to the spot, and the pipe was perfectly dry. My granddaughter is convinced the spirit was present the first time we were there. I have to admit there was no logical explanation. Maybe she's right. So it was wet, and when they went back, it wasn't wet. Which apparently these... Maybe that was the stone, Michael the stonemason. Maybe making it wet? No, well, no, uh, correcting a construction error. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> Fixing it. Yeah. An um, issue. And these are what the tour guide has reported. Um, she said, at the conclusion of one of our nightly tours, two ladies, they were sisters, stopped me to ask a question. The blonde-haired lady asked me why I didn't introduce the gentleman who was sitting in the rocking chair during my opening remarks in the hotel's history room where we start each of our tours. I looked at her and told her there was no one sitting in the rocking chair. Her sister laughed and said, that's what I told her. The blonde sister went on to say that he was wearing a three-piece brown suit and a rounded hat and that he smiled, laughed, and rocked all during my opening comments. Three-piece suit and a rounded hat seems appropriate for that era. <laughs> um, so one night in the morgue, which is located in the basement, 
and it was um, obviously it was used by Norman Baker. I had just brought my tour in and they were beginning to sit in the front area. I would not sit in the morgue. I'm going to tell you that right now. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a man high-stepping into the autopsy room. He wore a dark suit and a top hat. I excused myself and went into the room, looked around, and even opened the meat locker where Baker stored cadavers and body parts, but there was no one there. However, I saw him plain as day. The hair on the back of my neck stood up and I had goosebumps. This is the tour guide. I mean, you know. Also, while supervising one of my tours, I was standing against the wall across from the Sky Bar located on the hotel's fourth floor when to my left I saw an orange-striped tabby cat at the end of the hall. I walked down to that area, looked left and right, but there was no cat. I just knew it was Morris, the hotel's orange-striped tabby cat. And let's see. He does have a headstone on, on by the um, East Lawn, too. And mm-hmm. he was paying us another visit. Um, this one says, One night this summer, I had a full ghost tour. 24 people seated in the entryway of the morgue. As I stood up to make my presentation, I heard distinct footsteps in the autopsy room, which was just down the short hallway from us. It sounded like someone was pacing back and forth. I had an eerie feeling that it might be a ghost and that I was the only one who was hearing the footsteps. A few seconds later, I was presenting the story of Norman Baker, and I noticed that no one in the tour was listening to me. They seemed distracted. So I paused, and I asked the group, do you hear footsteps? And they all nodded in unison. No. The, uh, that, I think it's on it, but... This tour guide lady is probably the one that Zach interviews at the beginning of they probably they have multiple ones <clears throat> so back to so this there was some more reports about it room 218 michael's room um they have people have also reported flickering lights objects moving on their own and the feeling of being watched um the ghostly nurse another common legend involves the spirit of a nurse from the hospital days it is said that she roams the hallways dressed in her uniform and has been witnessed by visitors and staff and then evp recordings um, visitors and paranormal investigators have reported hearing whispers, moans, and even full conversations when reviewing their recordings. I've heard it where people said they left to go eat, came back, and their um, their suitcases are completely open and all over the place. Somebody said that, that that's thievery, is what that is. <laughs> well, well they, but they know, said that their rooms were locked. So in Taps, uh, when they were doing their show. <laughs> And I don't remember if it was in an interview that I saw afterwards or uh, where I saw this, but in the room that Jason uh, Hall stayed in, mm-hmm. uh, so some more dark history on Baker. Baker had a mistress that lived there in the hotel with him, and she had her own room and a secret passageway from his office down to her room. And so, evidently, she doesn't like electronics. And when Jason left out of the room and locked the door, right? Well, when he came back to the room, his laptop and his suitcase were pushed up against the door so that he hmm. couldn't open the door without knocking over it so in, on a locked room. So something inside the room moved it and you know they're 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 always saying oh you know what's not haunted it's you know it's this or it's that you know it's it's air in the pipes or whatever you know they they debunk a yeah. lot and very seldom do they ever they go oh yeah that's haunted well they and you know of course they said the crescent yeah it's haunted yeah <laughs> their, their motto is when in doubt throw it out right as opposed to <gasps> could it be Bro. a demon <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> getting affected by everything. <laughs> oh, feeling so aggressive. <laughs> so people have been reported that they um, had been tucked in at night with a comforter. They went to bed with a sheet on, and then when they woke up, they had been tucked in with a comforter. That's nice. That's, well, that's, that's turned down, Did it happen three times Did you got night? extra for and, that? <laughs> um, so... That they that many people have seen uh, people in all black Victorian style outfits. Um, somebody said that when I was talking about Theodora, people have reported that she introduces herself as a cancer patient of Doctor Baker's, and she exchanges courtesies, and then she disappears, just disappears. And that um, one of the cooks that's there says that one morning he was slicing and dicing vegetables. He looked up and saw a little boy with pop bottle glasses dressed in old-fashioned clothing and knickers, skipping around the kitchen. Another morning, he was flipping on the lights to begin the day's preparations when all of the pots and pans came flying off their hooks. So. And so what I hear is there's a restaurant. There is a restaurant. There is a restaurant there, and it's expensive, but I've never actually eaten there. I know, I know but they have good br- they have brunch every time. Oh, the maintenance man said he, w- he witnessed all the washers and dryers mysteriously turn on in the middle of the night. Hmm. So, and then the gurney that squeaks down the hallway. So, it's, I mean, I just, I, mm-mm. I think there's more stories about the Crescent than any other hotel that I've ever heard. It says there was a man in Victorian attire that led a couple to room two twenty two. Unlocked the door and pushed it open. As they entered, the man stayed outside the door smiling and tilted his head from side to side. One of the two people realized they had not tipped the man, and when they spun around with some cash, he had seemingly disappeared. The two guests just relaxed in their guest room for the rest of the day. When they tried to re-enter room 221 later that evening, the door would not budge. The couple then descended down to the front desk where they asked what was wrong with the key. The staff member stated that they had somehow received the key to room 321. The two described the man who had originally let them into two tw- to two twenty one. So they had been they were supposed to go to room three twenty one. They described the man who had originally led them to two twenty one, and the staff member reported that no such person presently worked at the hotel. Hmm. So they went in, put all their stuff into two twenty one. They were supposed to be at three twenty one, and they were led there by some man that stood outside the hall, going, hmm. <laughs> but never spoke to them. So there's a lot of things that happen, and I, I don't. I've never really heard any that people, like, they were mean or anything. It's, you know. It's um, not spooky stuff it's, is what you're it's, saying. It's yeah, just, not evil is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, like that's interesting, you know. Yeah, that's. I just saw you. Yeah, that, that not that people felt um, danger. Right. You know, some of these we've talked about that people were like, oh, like something, you know, trying to hurt them. Well, I've been there. Um, I've been there more times than you have, but we we've, we've been there. Yes. And the um I've never felt anything quote unquote bad, evil or whatever there. But like if you go to our um to our YouTube channel, uh 3B Paranormal Spirits, mm-hmm. you can go see the videos that we've done about the Crescent and see some of the actual evidence that that I got while I was working there. You found the 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 guy that you put on as a short that was behind the, Yeah. And then you had a face at the roof, didn't you? Isn't that the one that you found that face when you got the picture back? That's the same one. I was thinking it was a different one that you no, bought. No, that's the same one. And then uh there's and 
I actually have some EVPs, but I never put anything up uh, for EVPs unless it's a Class A because I I just don't want to open myself up for people to go, well, that's not what it says. That's just garbage, you know, and, and all that. So I just, unless yeah. it's a Class A, I'm not going to put it out there for the world to hear. Now, if it's a Class A, I'll put it out there, you know, but I'm just, I'm not going to throw myself out there like that. You're not going to put no, why would I do that? Because that could be anything. But if you get a stone cold voice, then it's like, oh well, you know, that's what it was. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've had the cherry tobacco there. Yeah, we both smelled that. I don't think we ever felt a cat. There was an actual cat there. There always have cats there. Right. Some are a little cantankerous, but apparently Morris was too, honestly. But um I will say I've gotten creeped out being there like even through the hallways i've taken pictures there the gotten, tons, gotten tons of orbs mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. you know tons of orbs not just dust orbs like orb orbs we debunk I, this as not being dust or insects because yeah. of the movement <laughs> well and i was trying i was taking pictures to see if i could get some of these you know You'll see a lot of them, like the reflections in mirrors, because they have mirrors at the end of the hallways. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that you can see, like when they show it, and it, it you know, I mean, Didn't I realize all this stuff can be fake. Taps, but... they got something, and it turned out it was just a reflection in, in the window or mirror at the end so, of the hall. I remember there being something in a window that they debunked that was. So, one, <clears throat> the thing with the, um, they did catch the, the famous full body that they got, and. So what that is, it looks like somebody with like a military insignia or patch on their shoulder, right? And what like it actually one like a big red yeah, one, like first that's what it looks base. like. But what it actually is, it's a number on the locker on the other side of this person. Uh, so they were actually <clears throat> filming through the person to catch the one. So it's a transparent which, apparition that you get. Uh, so which uh, makes it even more, yeah. You know, I can't I, remember what. Zach and the gang got. I think I might have fallen asleep. Just I'm sure he caught a demon. I, there. I take naps. To, uh, I nap to Ghost Adventures sometimes. I'm, I'm sure it, it was a demon. I'm sure he was affected. Oh, I'll say too. Probably. Also, in Michael's room 218, <laughs> guests have reported hands coming out of the bathroom mirror. Mm-mm. Nope. Cries of a falling man in the ceiling, which he apparently fell from the window and fell there. And also the door um, opening, then slamming shut, unable to be opened again. So the minor stuff, I, I can handle that. Apparitions, you know. I don't want hands coming out of the steps. bathroom. Hands come out of the mirror. I'm out. Checking out. I want my money back. Yeah. That's... And one of these gourmet pizzas to go. Yes. <laughs> and they are good pizzas. Um, they have good drinks, too. We were up there with the drinks. The mm-hmm. morgue the is creepy. Good. I mean, how can the morgue not be? I mean, morgues morgue are creepy, creepy anyway. But when you think about how, how long ago it was and then what he was doing to these people, too, just... The sheer just suffering suffering that happened to these that, people and your suffering will be legendary. I mean, the things that he did and the things that he did not do, like refuse to give them pain medicine. Uh, pain medicine. You remember now? Think about the time period and what was going on, and when he was was hit, when he was running the the Crescent as a hotel and as a hospital. I'm sorry, you're right. It's a hospital. And I mean, I guess it could have been seen as a hotel. He wasn't treating anybody, but there, um, there were um, 
stories about German uh, Nazis that were working there as doctors. Wait, so, but it was 1939, so you think... 37 to 39. So he invited some friends over from Berlin to... Yeah. That's kind of off year-wise, though. I mean, really, that stuff did really ramp up until... Well, no, around 38. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's about the right time Camps frame. didn't start opening until, like, 40. That's about the right time, though. <clears throat> and he was... Um, really, it was like 42 before they really started. The but, I mean, regardless of who he brought in, he was a shyster from birth, apparently. Oh. Like, and he just... And he had so much money. He was just so greedy that he was just willing to... Well, you know, he started out in radio, and then he got into everything else, but... And then, when... After he got out of prison, he went to... Indiana, maybe, and try to run for office there. Oh, yeah, that was before he went to prison. No, there was another one. After he got out of prison, he tried to oh. run for office again, and he tried to start up another hospital. Um, and I won't say that was in Indiana where he tried to do that. And they said, they basically said, no, thank you. You, you cannot start a hospital here. Mm-hmm. And it was after that he retired to, to Florida. Well, he did that too when he came back from Mexico. So mm-hmm. he did the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah, he did. So I, I don't know. I it, when you go there though, and it's still old, and it they've kept in the rooms. I, I have this weird thing about super like old decor. Like I don't do clawfoot tubs. I'm out on the uh, clawfoot tubs. We've talked about that yes. before about your strange I don't, aversion. I don't like it. To clawfoot tubs. I don't like it. And so when you go in there, a lot of their stuff is. It's still old school furniture. Or it was the last time we went there. Because they open up these rooms if they're not occupied when you go on these tours. And I can't... I don't even want to take the risk of possibly hearing or seeing that. Like, I just don't. Seeing what? A clawfoot tub? No. <laughs> hands coming Being out of mirrors. And <laughs> hearing gurneys or little kids. And, like, I'm just... I, uh-uh. No, I'll go on a ghost tour and possibly see it, but I'm not going to try to stay there. Really? I, uh, I mean, not, oh, not, nice. not as a, okay, so if this was my goal mm-hmm. was to literally ghost hunt and find this, sure. But as a holiday, like as a vacation, no, I'm not so trying to do that. That would freak me out so badly. I stayed there and didn't call absolutely nothing except one EVP and that was out front uh, in the parking lot. It wasn't even in the. In the hotel itself, I got a picture outside of a, a ghost, a spirit, whatever. And, but if you go uh, further down into the town, because you know the crescent's at the very top of the mountain mm-hmm. there, and then is it kind of spirals around the mountain down all these little looks like little Switzerland, you know mm-hmm. the the roadways there, like switchbacks. Yeah, and you get down into town. There's one there uh, called the Basin Park. We'll go into that, and I'm going to research that one and do that one. So and owned by the same people. As owned the by the same ground. people now. Owned yeah. by the same people. Yeah, and and you can talk about your experiences yeah, when we do that one. That's really yeah. It, Fun fact: real. it's the only, at least when we were when I've researched, I haven't researched it recently but when we were talking about it before it's the only hotel that every floor is a ground floor because it's built into the side of a mountain oh and so every floor touches so every floor oh, wow. touches the yeah. ground so every floor is mm-hmm. a ground floor but that's really cool 
It yeah, is cool. Like it's, it's still like the side of the mountain's exposed inside the building. So you can like touch it as if you were in like a cave. That's cool. It's cool. It's neat. That We've never seen sense why that would be uh, haunted though. Yeah, it there's been... limestone mountain. Yeah, and then the top top three floors and every room is mm-hmm. a wall directly on the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So that Plus one's the springs, you got moving water, stone. Yeah. It doesn't get the the notoriety, and it's not as famous as the Crescent, but... And I think, and that's why I went into Norman Baker, because that's one reason why the Crescent is so well-known, is because of what he did to those, and what happened there, and truly why people, you know, that's not obviously the only story that... No, but that's probably why it's so haunted. ...of the paranormal, but that likely is why it is so haunted, because of all of the horrible treatment that these people received. According to their own website... Michael's room is the most paranormally active room. Two eighteen. Two eighteen. And uh, you can book in. it. I'm checking the availability. I don't yeah. know what the prices are, but it's specifically on, under accommodations on their website, singled out as mm-hmm. you can say. I stayed in Michael's room, and this is yeah. what happened to me. Yes, yeah. and I'm I'm gonna tell you. <clears throat> I looked in on it. No. What's it cost? I don't know. Let's see what Michael's room. Let's see if it's available in the fall because that's the time to go, right? Yeah, and you're gonna spend. <laughs> Uh, September is not fall in Arkansas. That's it's still, October. that's still, yeah. Let's try <laughs> it's on still our, freaking like summer. Let's try for our anniversary. Let's see. Two adults. Two adults. Oh, and if you book directly through their website, you get a $25 food credit. To the I, and here's the thing that, and this is a, a traveler's tip that I'll give you if you, if you like to travel up into, to Eureka Springs, if you try to book something in Eureka Springs, if you're going to do it like through September, October, because that's the end of their season. Because after that, it gets, it's too cold and there's ice ice and snow and mm. all that kind of stuff. So, and they just kind of shut down, you know, till the spring. And uh, literally a lot of the businesses in town just completely shut down. But if you're going to book there, the um, if you do it online, it's going to be one price. But if you actually go there, walk up, knock on the door. Oh, it's going to be a much higher price. No, it's lower. Lower? Yes, every time. Every time we've gone. Wow, I wouldn't want to take the risk, though. Yeah, I know. That's the thing, because it's so busy. Mara went over spring break. Her and her boyfriend, they went. Oh, to Eureka Springs? Yeah. Yeah. And they did 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 an Airbnb. It's clearly booked online, and it wasn't very expensive at all. Even if you just want to go there and tour... The Crescent, it's worth it. And take the ghost tour in the evening. I want to go and stay in a haunted hotel and eat at that restaurant that Troy's raving about. Emilio's. Emilio's, yeah. It's like the number one Italian restaurant in the state. And it's worth it. And go early. Because <laughs> there's, there's a line. They start lining up like 30 minutes before the doors open. And when they open the doors, they seat everybody that they can no hold. No reservations. No reservations. They seat everybody that they can hold, and everybody else that, if there's more than that, they just have to wait their turn until somebody gets up and leaves, and then they can go in. But it's absolutely worth it, and it's a little pricey, but it's not horrible. Yeah, Mar- I told Mara about it, but then she backed out because of the pricey. But I didn't think it was that bad. I looked. It was, no, it's yeah. not bad. It's not between 156 and 350 is what I've seen so that's far, and that's not Michael's room. I'm trying to see if I can figure out what Michael's room is. Well, here I can look this, this right this here. Pick a date. Let's say the 17th of October. One night. Michael's room. 
So the um, yeah, said, but no, there, I don't want to do this. Let's get this if thing. you if you go there, you should go to the Crescent, take the tour, stay if you want. But if you don't want to stay there, there's tons and tons of cabins there. Um, they have luxury cabins uh, that are extremely well appointed. It's a couple hundred bucks for Michael's. Yeah, room. it's a couple hundred. Yeah, there's they're extremely well appointed cabins. Yeah, that's what um, they had. They had a little cabin thing, like Airbnb. Yeah, they're super nice. There's some tree houses. I've seen yes, some really neat tree houses. They have those there. Um, I mean, they've got everything. So and it's very eclectic downtown. Very artsy fartsy. You know, every every store you go to is something different. Mm-hmm. But what I found interesting about um, Eureka Springs in general was that it is not. Um, there's nobody that's there that's from there. Everyone has moved in, fallen in love with the town, and stayed, you know. And so it's just, I mean, people from all over. It's like when you walk into a, into a shop and you hear somebody's accent, you know, and you go, oh, where are you from? Because you're not from here, you know. And yeah, some, no, we're from Chicago. We're from Maryland. Some hippie from California or something sold Mara on, like, his magnet ring that you know sure oh we, i can't push you over if you're wearing this but it's a trick right but oh she, yeah she, yeah of course she bought it anyway <laughs> it's it's really just a cool cool town and it's it's a lot of fun and if you have a chance i don't know i've never stayed at the crescent but you gotta at least go visit because it it's, is it's, it's a beautiful. great place to it's visit. so beautiful neat. there it's really neat. i've been wanting to go forever but for some reason we can't make it north of little rock but. okay so i've been there which is, that's i guess that gives me an advantage on this but I'm going to go with this is completely haunted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did take wedding photos in front of it and um, there were no apparitions and we took family photos in front of it and there were also no apparitions in said photos, but maybe they were just kind enough to stay out of the photos. They, they weren't going to photo bomb your wedding. Guess not. Right. Yeah. Guess you know, not. At least they were considerate spirits. <laughs> yeah. I have a really cool picture actually in front of the limestone wall. So what do you think? You think it's haunted? Heck yeah, it's haunted. <laughs> Even John? if the cherry I'm pipe sure. tobacco was piped in, literally. Yeah, I'm, I'm going 100% haunted. 100% of course, haunted. I, I, they probably want to give you a guest experience. So at is some point, they have somebody go in there and light up a, and smoke a bowl of that in the room. And it's going to smell like that. For, Maybe that's you know, what it 12, is. They walk past hours, you in the hallway. So. <sighs> but yeah, haunted, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, Absolutely, yeah. it's haunted. Especially considering everything that went on. With that oh, Dr. It Baker was, and everything. Dude, that was so, so sad and horrible what he did. It was. I mean, and not that I'd wish ill on someone, but the fact that he it's died okay. it's like okay he to did. wish ill on people that no, deserve it. I don't think it is. I mean, I think that he, but I think he got some of what he deserved dying like he did because they said he lived ostentatiously. When I looked him up in Wikipedia. Apparently. Ostentatious. So, <laughs> but he was an ostentatious person anyway. He was very flamboyant and always wearing brightly, what was it? Lavender? Lavender color? colors. And that's what his, people that see his, his apparition, car, he's his wearing clothes. lavender. Wearing lavender Everything. suits back then. Yeah. And he painted all the walls he lavender. He was crazy, man. He was. <laughs> he was he, a wild man. He was. But so what did we drink tonight? Siete Leguas. Seven Leagues. Reposado. Siete Leguas. Good tequila. This is very good to drink. It is really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go stay at the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. You won't be disappointed. Go visit us in all the places. Go check 3B Paranormal Spirits and check out the stuff that we call the Crescent. Y'all have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Adios. Bye.